Jen the Builder. And Corey. And I'm excited about another episode. Yes. I was writing a welcome packet to a couple of guests that we have coming this month. Yeah. And it's been a minute since I've done a welcome packet. Uh, And so in there, I do a quick snippet of what Take the Elevator's about and just the intention we want to set and act according to. And so when I was doing that and I said, you know, we started in June 2020 and here we are over 220 episodes later, I'm like, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. And it's like, you can go look at it and see it. (laughs) Yeah. Then I've thought, how many things have we duplicated? Um, When would I have the time to go back and just enjoy every episode again? I think what I'm going to do actually is I'm going to listen to two episodes a week from the past just to to hear how we've grown or to hear if we still feel that way or remember (laughs) what brought those topics on. Hear the evolution of the elevation. And I hope there's evolution of the elevation. (laughs) (laughs) I know in the beginning, man, I was editing like crazy and we stopped doing that. Um, What I love is people think that we edit this and... um, well, you get better as the time goes along. You you learn each other. Uh, I was talking to a, a couple of podcasters a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. and they were really concerned about how they have to edit because it's just a lot of rambling and blah 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 blah. And I told them, you know, it gets easier with time. You know your spots. You know when your partner is about to stop speaking or really needs to say something. And so as you get to know your partner and your podcast more and more, it just gets easier and smoother. Yeah, that's true. And you learn to slow down your speech and you learn to really think about what you're going to say because we don't outline either. No. We have an idea of what we're going to talk about and we love the organic process of a conversation and real-time aha moments. Yeah. Like it really helps us grow. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to two episodes a week and kind of have fun with the work that we've done. You know, it's huge. Um, and I was reading something else, too, because, you know, we're always trying to improve mm-hmm. what we do. And podcasts typically have a niche and it's very focused, laser focused, because you want to speak to the interests of other people. Yeah. So I think like one of the bigger um, podcast topics is crime, crime stories, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And I know here in the elevator, we really just cover a broad um, base of conversation. And it's really around talking about the one thing and um, trying to encourage elevation in the way we process and the way we've normally thought about things, you know what I mean? And that, that's a growth mindset. Yeah. So with a growth mindset, in my mind, we wouldn't have a hunkered down niche because there are so many things about our lives that we need to elevate and we need to grow in every area. Um, but I do know that we've never covered a uh, crime anything. <laughs> Nor do we intend to. Because the elevation there would be don't commit crime. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simple, straight to the point. Right. 
So, Jen, you know, you asked me what would I like to have a conversation about today. And, you know, I I love going in directions that I've never been before. And the mm. reason why is because um, I look at it like this. If I get a chance to have a conversation with a group of people who are listening right now, and this is the first time that they've heard my voice, fine. I'll give you what I got. But if it's multiple times that you've heard my voice, I want to attempt at least to give you something that I've never given you before. Just so when you walk away, drive away, or get off the treadmill or whatever it is, you say to yourself, you know what? That was different. Now, was it good for you? I hope so. But mm-hmm. um, I just want something different for, for everyone this time around. So what we're talking about is something that would change our lives, but not necessarily kill us. And that thing is... <laughs> I hope not. Well, no, it, it, it won't. <laughs> it could, but I, I hope that it won't. You know, the one thing that we hate to think about when we have family and friends and loved ones around us is them betraying us. Mm. And if we've ever felt that feeling of being betrayed and, and that could be in any form, shape or matter. I, and I could go down the list on, you know, that's a, that's a word for you. Yeah. I, I could really give you a, a bunch of things to, to process, but I'm just talking about the word betrayal and how it would feel when someone betrays you. But that's not what this is about. This is about self-betrayal mm. and how that comes about and what it is and what you can do to turn from that self-betrayal. There's a quote by a doctor. Her name is Dr. Megan Johnson, and it says, one of the many devastating effects of growing Growing up in a traumatic, neglectful, otherwise chaotic environment is a pattern of self-betrayal. So I was going to say, with self-betrayal, that could really be begotten from betrayal that was done to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it's, it's basically saying is that you've had this act done to your, to you at some point in time. So we can already say, you know, without blame shifting, there's a reason why this is happening. There's a reason why I'm doing this to myself. And so now that I've identified the problem, which you would have to go back and say, it happened here. This is where I I felt betrayed or this is where I was betrayed. Where you distrusted someone. Right. And Mm -hmm. you had that lack of trust and you felt that fear and you felt that denial of whatever that truth that came about because that's what comes after the betrayal. There's a, there's a huge amount of denial. And then we, as people take that on ourselves and we begin to self betray and betray ourselves. Yeah. And and we always say this, and I do feel that we need to put this disclaimer, Corey, you and I are people who experience life, not professionals in certain areas. And if this goes deep for you, And, you know, we encourage you to seek the help. We're believers in therapists. Um, If you've got to go back in time, if you're healthy and, you know, you feel like I've got that and I'm ready to focus on the here and now into the future, we definitely 
love coaching and what what that brings to and supporting you through it. And you know what? I didn't even think about this, but you know, this is a deep, tough subject for some people. Mm -hmm. And if I triggered something and you feel like, you know what, I'm just not ready for this right now. I totally get it. I totally understand. I've been there myself in other situations. And so feel free to step away now or um, push pause or whatever you need to do. And if you come back, then we'll welcome you back. But if not, you know, I totally understand. We'll see you on the next one. And, you know, we have therapists in our lives and this might be a perfect topic to expand on and invite them to share professional advice and input. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, when self-betrayal is happening, there's a a lack of loving yourself. Mm. There's a lack of respecting yourself. And then there's a huge lack of um, understanding where this came from. And so, like I said, when you begin to self-betray, someone in some point in time has betrayed you. So then you begin on, begin to take on those characteristics. Mm. I'm just going to give a little bit of insight on one of my big self-betrayals, just so you can understand that I'm not perfect. And I go through this stuff, too. I have issues with certain things in my life. You know what I mean? Um I I self-betray my, and I don't want to say it like that, but I self-betray when I I deal with my, my, what what is it called? Body image. Mm, Yeah, body shaming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. and, And so where this began was with family members that, you know, as a child, I was always just rail thin. And that was the makeup of my father's side of the family. Everyone was just, you know, shapeless. (laughs) They were just really, really thin. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. That's just what it was. And so my mother's side, everyone was very shapely. And they had curvature and they had weight on them. And so my, my dad's family found it necessary to put that shame of being shapely on my dad, on my mom, on me, on my sister. And so growing up, I didn't deal with that because again, I I, I was very thin as a child, uh, even into my, my mid and late teens. But as I began to mature and um, grow up, of course, you know, I, I was, then a little bit bigger than I was as a child. Mm. And so those moments of shame came on and Mm. that was the beginning of someone betraying me and then learning how to betray myself. Now I could go deep into that, but I think I've said enough to where if anyone has struggled with this or had this as an issue, um, they can identify clearly. There's no question in their minds like, I'm I'm not quite sure what's going on here. No, every, everyone that has gone through this knows what that feels like. So um, I just wanted to put that out there moving forward. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to speak because I've been talking a lot. So, Well, I first let me just say I'm thankful that you've been talking a lot because it's given me time to think a little bit here because this one is going to go deep for me because um, you I didn't have a word for it growing up and into my adulthood, 
you know what I mean? Like things that would show up that I would do. Right. Um, other words that come to my mind too are like self-sabotage, self-destruction. Mm. And I didn't know I was doing that until I spent some time with me. Right. And wondered why am I acting out this way? Why am I making these decisions? Like what's compelling me to... I used to call it self-sacrifice as if that would, that's a better word. Right. But, um, I like the way you said that, you, you know what I'm saying? So people who have been following our podcast, know some of my childhood. Yeah. And it just goes for me. It's a modeled behavior. It's things that I've seen as a child that unfortunately I've carried with me into adulthood there have been un unmet needs. And aside from the guilt and shame that you feel as a child because of the trauma and you go into self, I see I've got sabotage in my word, but you're, you're, you're originally saying self betrayal, which is exactly what it is. Um, you realize like, man, it's like, I remember Brene Brown had talked about it in self-betrayal where you're stuck in a loop. Mm -hmm. And I believe she said it was to please perfect and perform. Mm -hmm. And so it's just that vicious cycle where you're constantly trying to please people. You're performing and you're, you're wanting perfection because you've been conditioned to earn your worth, to earn your value Right. And Even if you're turning on your own self. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so we've, you know, used that phrase very lightly, people pleasing, but that goes deep. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, can I jump in real quick? Please. I think it's important to, to note that uh, the definition talks about the conscious and the subconscious. So there's things that we do that mm. we don't even know we're doing to betray ourselves. Right. There's things that we've put in play so that we could betray ourselves, yeah. which is even more strange because if you don't know you're doing it, you know, it's like, well, I, I really didn't know, but it's even a whole nother ball of wax. When you talk about, well, I, I set this in place so that I could betray myself and then get back on that vicious cycle of pleasing, performing and, and all that other stuff. Yeah. So I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, this is good. I, you know, I just had a meeting with one of my dearest mentors who's transitioned to another job, another state. And she said to me, Jen, I want you to hear from me that you are so more than enough. And what I see in you sometimes is you count on your work to validate who you are and without your work, without it being as awesome as it is, like you're valid. Like you are so amazing without the outcomes of what you do. Right. And I was like, I, and, and instantly I, I'll be honest. I said, well, duh, you know, I know that, <laughs> but then I really thought about it. And that's why sometimes I can put that incredible pressure on myself and accommodate everyone else being in service to others and then self-betraying, whether that be lacking sleep, putting in longer hours, not going or attending things that are important for myself for the sake of getting it done. 
those are red flags. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are things that we really need to pay attention to. Um, so yeah, even to this day, you, you recognize those things and you have to intentionally ask yourself. And I've taught, this is a, this is the amazing thing. Uh, a few episodes ago, I talked about unmet needs. Like what's the unmet need here? And what do I need to set in place? So I don't, self-betray right and if you're someone who has your voice is really loud with these because it's been so muted like with me i might say to you Corey, no i'm putting a barrier here and or boundaries because i need to put me first and people are like dang why is she so like obnoxious about it Sometimes that's how it comes out because you haven't had the, the voice. So when you do say it for the first few times, it is, it is going to be awkward because, you know, I've never done this before, but I need to do this. And that's what's actually being said on the inside. You're saying, no, I need yeah. to put me first. I, I really need to do this this time. And so when you say it, it may sound aggressive and obnoxious, as you said, but what's really happening is you're finding your voice. And so now you've heard it and you say, okay, that was a little bit obnoxious. That was a little bit rude. Let me figure out how to say that a little bit differently. Right. And then you, you begin to test those muscles and, and understand, I don't have to flex that hard mm. the next time. I can I can pull back a little bit. Right. But I wanted to just jump into something real quick. There, there There's, um, I'm reading from this uh, Dr. Megan Johnson. And she says, uh, signs you might be in a pattern of self-betrayal. And and I, I, I'm going somewhere very specific here, but uh, saying yes when you want to say no. I want to talk to, I know a lot of women listen to this podcast. I want to talk to the women who have male children. And the reason why I'm going here is because I dealt with something as a younger man and um. There was no advocates out there saying, hey, you you don't have to do this. So in, in the male world, it's encouraged for men to lose their virginity. It's encouraged for men to have sex. It's encouraged for men to be promiscuous and, and sleep around. <coughs> and I'm saying you raise your child the way you want to. But if your child comes to you and tells you, mom, I want to preserve myself. I want to be a virgin when I get married. I want to be, uh, I don't want to be this kind of guy. I don't want to be known to be this kind of guy. I don't want to live that kind of life. I'm telling you, if you don't help support him, he will begin to self-betray. He will say yes to something and someone when he really wants to say no. And if he doesn't have that support, that's where the first betrayal begins. And then to f- go further. And so you say, well, why, why would you just single out? Because I'm a male and because I knew what I went through. And so if Jen wants to address that with the with the girls and the females, I'm so open for it. But I just really wanted to put that out there for, for the uh, women, for their male children, because it's difficult sometimes. And it's, it's a it's a bigger issue than you know about. Yeah. Um. I think the way I'm processing that is this way, Corey. Uh, I'm a mother of one daughter uh, and two boys. Yeah. And so 
the girls get a lot of the conversation attention towards saving yourself for that special someone. I do. Right. You heard me. Yeah. And where the boys like, eh, you're a guy, you know, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so I think it is extremely important to have those conversations because yeah, what you'll see is your son's, not being comfortable with talking about the things that are important to them because now we've categorized what you're allowed to bring up, what you really shouldn't bring up, right? That's more a a daughter thing. Come on, you know, guys don't speak that way or whatever. So, yeah. And when when you when it's said like that, you can hear the beginnings of the structure of a self-betrayal mm-hmm. because we're not addressing the support and so if there's no support, that's a form of betrayal. And then how do you react? You self-betray. Well, nobody cares whether I do or don't. That's, mm-hmm. that's a setup. Nobody's thinking about what, what I want to do anyway, you know, so I might as well go ahead and do this anyway. That's an unmet need. Yeah. And the unmet need there is they weren't heard. They weren't acknowledged. They weren't on the receiving end of being understood. Yeah, right. Did you just hit the nail on the head? It says sabotage, ignoring basic needs, mm. self care. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I love the words that you said earlier, Corey. The pairing, the subconscious, or I like to say the unconscious mm-hmm. to conscious. So I was working on some material with a colleague of mine for. Um, unconscious bias Mm, and so you have two columns in our curriculum where it says unconscious and conscious and so the hope here is to bring things to the conscious to make us come awake right you know and realize what we're doing so um here's something that i believe was done unconsciously in my culture growing up and it's impacted not just maybe the generation before me, because I'm saying that it's modeled behavior. I'm saying it's learned behavior. So for um, people to act on something, it's something they're probably going through. Right. Right. So I was speaking to one of our kids and you're talking about body shaming and body image. When there's this in your face conversation time and time again when you see someone and it's about weight gain weight loss oh you look so good because you lost weight right oh you'd be so beautiful if you lost weight that whether that's unconscious it's time to bring that to the conscious mind yeah and realize the long-term generational impact that that's causing it is tough to walk around feeling ashamed and we already live in a society where we're set up for that. You know what I mean? Well, let me tell you what is done. And, and that's in my family and your family Mm -hmm. and our family combined. It, it is broken. It's pushed family members further away from one another. Now, do we just not see each other? Well, some of us don't, but Mm. on the other hand, there's times when we could be seeing each other, but it's like, Oh, I just picked up some weight, you know? And I mean, literally like, the pandemic helped a lot of people get to a happy place with food. And so after that moment of fright, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know if I really want to see people right now because I've gained weight and I'm not trying to have that conversation and I know it's going to come up. Right. So. Yeah, let's consciously just start talking to each other in love about health. You know, like 
how is your health is such a big thing right now? I mean, it's not just weight. There are other things that show up as unhealthy for people, you know? Um, so yeah, here's our elevation. Be conscious about the fact that we have the ability to impact people in a positive way and in a negative way. And it's time to make those changes. I know in our household, we've broken that generational curse about that focus and, and the, and the shaming on your size and creating that foundation for self betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to end this episode with how we began. If you've stayed on this and you realize, man, there's some stuff that I need to bring out and heal from please seek advice and help from a professional plug into your friends have those conversations um you're worth so much more than giving up on yourself or putting yourself at the very bottom of a list the betrayal days are over it's time to go into self-healing that's right absolutely good stuff Anyhow, you know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate.